Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Taramina. Welcome to OAA Now here. I'm Sammy Taramina, blogger of the Dragons Insider, blogger of Inside the OAA, and one of the hosts speaking to me is on Oriental Television. Like to welcome those watching on a local voice on SoundCloud and those watching on YouTube. We got a lot to talk about this week. Obviously, um, it's been a heck of a week around the um, league. Um, obviously, of course, we've had a new football coach at Pontiac. Uh, we're going to talk about that shortly. Also, the um, sudden depart- shocking departures at Clarkston and Rochester Adams. And also, the um, recap of some spring sports that have gone um, on um, you know, this past week. So... A lot of impressive, um, a lot of impressive things going around the OA this week here. Um, on the, you know, it's the we got to address. So let's go to our main story. Obviously, um, in football, this is a big. This came out of nowhere. Um, Pontiac has a new football coach. Um, Ken Wade was named the new head coach of the Phoenix, taking over for um Charles um White, um, at Pontiac and um. When you look at Pontiac, I mean, like, this has been a team that's program that has been just really, really bad. I mean, this team's been really, really bad. I mean, not being media. I mean, like, when you look at the records, um, five and seventy three since two thousand twelve. I mean, that pretty much tells the whole story. I mean, like, but when you look at Wade, you know, when you look at Wade, he's he's well known in the youth football programs. Um, he used to be. He worked under um, um, former North Farmington coach and new coach um, at Waterford Kettering, Bob Chiazza. Um, so he's pretty much well-known in the community at Pontiac. So when you really look at this um, this hire, I mean, like, you know, I mean, like, Pontiac football has been just really, really decimated. I mean, this team, not being mean to you, I mean, I'm looking at it from a program strength, you know. This team's been, not being mean, this team really hasn't been competitive. I mean, you know, and the numbers say it. I mean, obviously, Wade, you know, with Wade, I think he's, I think he could, um, you know, I mean, like, um, with Wade, I think it'll be very interesting to see what happens with Pontiac. I mean, like, you know, I mean, like, but when I'm looking at that schedule that Pontiac has this year, I mean, playing in the blue, I mean, um, they got to play, you got to play, um, obviously, Bloomfield Hills, Farmington, and Berkeley, and Avondale. Those are your four top teams in the blue this year. And then you got to play um, Troy, Athens, Troy, Royal Oak, and then you close out, and then you have to play Stockbridge. So that's a, that's a really difficult schedule for Pontiac. Um, when you look at, when you're trying to say, okay, I'm trying to rebuild a program at Pontiac. And... You look at the situation that Pontiac's in. I mean, they've got, I don't, I look at it with them in two ways. I mean, the first way here is, you know, you got to go into maximum overdrive, you know what I mean? Basically with your program and, you know, but you got to be competitive in these games. I mean, like, that's the problem with Pontiac has been the fact that they've, they've, they've not been competitive. I mean, like, they've been getting blown out, you know. Week after week, and it and it it's got no point. It's, it's sad, but you know, hopefully, with Wade, what he'll do is you know, is he'll give him some confidence and some energy. You know what I mean? 
Now, what helps Pontiac is they got experience coming back, obviously. And, you know, when you look at the strength of their team is going to be their line. Um, the line play is going to be the strength of Pontiac. Um, obviously, they got some very good players up front, led, of course, by Latarius Black, Kenu Humphrey, Kayvon Etchen, and Marco Gonzalez. Um, they're going to be your key players this year, especially up front. Um, you know, and then, of course, you have... Um, and then you have um, a tight, a very good tight end in Tuyquan Ringgold, and of course um, your wide receiver in Damian Logan. Um, and then your um, running back, your running back slots to be all right with um, Daquan Logan there. And then you have returning, yeah. And then you have Charles White Jr. your returning quarterback. So when you look at Pontiac, I mean they've got some talent back. I mean they got some players back for Wade. Um, but when you look at the record, the past, you know what I mean? Everything that's gone on, you know, and say to yourself, you know, could this be a, um, this would be a very interesting move, you know what I mean? To say in all lease for Pontiac, but you know, it's a start. But the question for me is, you know, for Pontiac is, do you move, do you basically start from scratch again? Or do you just basically say, okay, let's go to maximum overdrive and basically see what happens? And I would say, in my opinion, I think, you know, for a program that has suffered so much, like this team has, like this program has, to find that right spot for them, it makes a lot of sense for them to just basically take that route, you know, and when I looked at the Twitter page, you know, and looked at Wade, Wade, the new guy, you know, I said to myself, okay, I mean, like, we'll see what happens. Um, but this move came out of nowhere. I didn't expect, um, I did not know that um, Charles White Sr., their former coach, I mean, like, he stepped on. I did not know that, you know, and um, Pontiac Athletic Director um, Lee Montgomery, you know, posted on Twitter about the um, welcoming Ken Wade into Pontiac. and. Wade's going to have a lot of work to do with that program, though. He's got to build program strength. That's the thing that, you know, Pontiac, they only have one team. They only have one team. I mean, when you really look at Pontiac, I mean, like, this situation is, you know, they've got to, I know they've got a lot of kids playing trial by fire, and sometimes it's really dangerous. But when you really look at Pontiac, I mean, that's what they're forced to do right now because they just don't have the numbers. And I think, I, but Pontiac is an improving community. When you really look at um, the facilities they have there, um, I mean, like the key for me is you got to start at the lower levels. And, you know, and I talked about this a couple of years ago with um, Coach Doug Corliss um, when he was here on our podcast. Um, he said that, you know, it's got to start from the bottom up. And with Pontiac, the thing is, you know, you've got to keep those kids in in your in your school district. I mean, like, you got a lot of kids from Pontiac that are going elsewhere, um, you know, just to play, you know. You know, but, um, but if you're Pontiac, I mean, like, you know, you look at the success of your basketball program. I mean, your boys' basketball program. Um, your boys' basketball program was – in the gold race all year long. I mean, like, you know, I mean, they they were very good. They were good this year under Coach Damon O'Neill. I mean, 
for football, you know, football and basketball, yes, they're two different sports. I get it. But when you look at the situation, how it's unfolded, um, and you look at, um, and you look at, okay, we got a new couch. We got a new, um, a new, another new voice. You know what I mean? Sometimes, you know, you know, you got it. You need that stability in Pontiac. They need stability. You know, you need to have a guy that's there long-term. You know what I mean? I mean, they have not been the same program since, um, Brad Zuby left Pontiac and it's really unfortunate, but that's the thing you got to look at with Pontiac is long-term stability. And then of course, five and 73 since 2012, that's not good. I mean, that is, I mean, but that's the fact right now. You know what I mean? This program has not been able to win a lot of games. I mean, like, you know, they've only won five games and you know, and, you know, I know a lot of people at Pontiac are hoping that um, Ken Wade can be the guy, that guy to um, turn the program around. I mean, like, you know, and I think, you know, we'll see what happens. But for Pontiac, the thing of the matter is, is, you know, and, and I think Wade's got to answer this question himself. Do I start over or do I go into maximum overdrive, hope to see what happens? Because you got a good enough, you, got a, you have an experienced team that, you know, could get you some wins. I mean, like, obviously, but the schedule is really difficult, obviously, when you play in that type of schedule, and then you got to play, um, then you got to, and then you got Stockbridge on that schedule as well. I mean, so, but Wade's got two decisions to make, you know what I mean, with this program. It's either start over or go maximum overdrive. That's the big question I have with Pontiac. Um, you got experience back, but, we don't know how this is going to happen. I mean, there's going to have to be a transition period that has to take place. And I know a lot of people in Pontiac are sick and tired of hearing that word transition period. It has to happen during the season. I mean, it happens to every good team. I mean, like when you have a new coach in there. So that's the thing that I'm looking at with Pontiac. Um, when you look at the Phoenix, um, this situation really... I mean, like, we're going to see what happens. I mean, like, obviously, with Pontiac, I mean, I am very, personally for me, I'm very curious to see how um, Ken Wade's going to do at Pontiac. Um, you know, when you look at, of course, the um, youth football experience. Um, but I just, there's just too many questions when I look at Pontiac. There's just way too many questions. So... That's my thoughts on Pontiac, um, you know, and I know, um, I know there's a lot of excitement around the community there surrounding the um, Ken Wade hire, um, and, um, you know, but the thing is, we, I'm hoping, you know what I mean, that this is the right fit. I'm hoping that, that the stability factor, you know, will be there for Pontiac. I just think that, um, you know, I'm hoping he's there long term. And, you know, if you want to put together a program, you know what I mean? You you, you got to be there long term. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that he's there long term. And we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, I mean, like, we'll see what happens. I mean, like, to build a program, you got to be there. You got to, you got to put your identity in. You know, you, you look at all the successful teams in the league, obviously, that's been very successful. You know, they've had coaches that have been there long-term. Programs have been in there long-term. Um, Pontiac's, 
no different. I mean, you got you got to have a you got to have a you got to have a guy that's in there. You know what I mean? They're long term, you know, and you got to you got to work with what you got. And you know, and I think I think Pontiac will do that. I think Wade will do that. I think he'll be there long term. Um, we'll see what happens. I mean, like, but there's a lot of work to do at Pontiac. But Wade's got two decisions to make. You know, either start over from scratch again, or go to maximum overdrive and say, you know what? Let's win games with this group. I mean, like, I mean, for Pontiac, you can't be everybody's, like, a lot of people view Pontiac football as, okay, it's an easy win. You know, it's an easy win. Now, what changes that would be the amount of mindset, obviously. And, you know, say, okay, let's go in here and say, let's go in here and say, you know what I mean? We're, we're, we're sick and tired. I mean, like of, of um, of being everybody's whipboard. We're sick and tired of it. I mean, like I know, I know we can't change our record in the past. We can't, but we can do something this season. You know, we can do something this season. If Pontiac wins at least three or four games, and I'm looking at that schedule, and I think I know there's two winnable games on that schedule for them, and I think you know it'll be a start for Pontiac football. I mean, like they've got it. They've got it. I mean, like, I, I think it's a start for them, you know. But um, they got a chance to feel what the playoffs were like last year. Um, unfortunately, they ran into Bay City Western, who was a really good, um, really good team, um, in Division Three. Um, so when you look at Pontiac, I mean, you know, so I'll be curious to see what happens. You know, this one's going to be really interesting. Um, but we'll see what happens. But there's a lot of, you know, when you look at Wade, you know. Hoping for a fresh start there. Um, Wade's going to have two decisions to make, obviously. Um, but I'm curious to see. But what helps Pontiac, they got experience. They got, um, they, they've got, they've got experience. They've got, they, they, they've got, um, they got a quarterback in Charles White. They got a, their strength is up front. The, the only downsides that I have are their, are their depth and program strength. That's the only two concerns I have surrounding Pontiac, you know, when you look at their, um, the hire of, um, of um, Ken Wade. So we'll see what Wade does in his first year at Pontiac, um, taking over the Phoenix. So we'll see what happens there going forward there. Um, let's go now from Pontiac, um, football to, um, we got, um, two coaches that have stepped down, um, in girls basketball. Um, obviously the, um, what happened at Clarkston, um, John Wire stepped down on um on this past um this past week, and also Shade Lewis after our show last week, um stepped down at Rochester Adams. And we're gonna go with Wire first. Um, you know, of course he stepped down on Thursday. Um, this came out of complete nowhere. I mean, this was a huge shock. Um, Clarkson coach John Wire confirmed on Twitter and Facebook that um he was stepping down. He wrote a he wrote a letter. Um to the Clarkson family. Um, of course, um, he, he thanked them. Jeff Cozen, the athletic director of Clarkston, um, he thanked the athletes for being there. Um, you know, he was there three years, and, you know, Clarkson was very good in his three years. I mean, like, even though early on in his tenure they struggled early, but I understood that because of the transition from Christine Rogers to John Wire. I mean, like, that was a really difficult transition um, going from 
one direction to another, um, it could be really difficult for anybody. I mean, and Wire's first year, you know, it was a it was very difficult, and then they started to turn things around in the middle to the end of the year, and um, they ended up um, having a better record. Um, unfortunately, they ran into a very good water for Kettering team in the um, in the um, district semifinals, but then the last two years, you know, Clarkston has been really competitive, um, you know, with the experience, um, with the experience factor, um, and they ended up winning two district titles, um, getting to the regional semifinals in each season. Of course, um, it didn't end out always in the regionals. Um, two years ago, they fell to Wall Lake Western, um, and then um, last year they fell to, um, and then this year they fell to. Um, Birmingham Marion. So when you really look at Clarkston um, under wire, it's been really, really good. Um, especially, you know, a lot of the kids he had, of course, played on his AU Pride team. Um, so when you look at Clarkston um, heading into the future, you, you say to yourself, okay, um, what next for this team? I mean, they, you know, with wire stepping down, you know, what next? I mean, you do have a very good team coming back. I mean, led by Maddie Sikorsky and Izzy Haley. I mean, those are two very good players coming back. Um, just a lot of questions when you look at Clarkston. Um, obviously the um obviously I will be curious to see if um they go in house or out how I mean outside the box. Um it's looking more and more likely that <coughs> they're gonna go one more outside the box um could it be um so i'm curious to see where athletic director jeff cozen goes with clarkston with the girls program um do you go do you do you possibly go and get a short-term coach or do you go get a long-term coach i would think i would think the best fit would be a long-term coach but i'm gonna be curious to see where clarkston goes with this hire i mean like I mean, this is a this is a good job. Obviously, you got a ton of program strength. Um, now, the question is, what Clarkson's going to be is, is this a situation where, you know, do you look at the possibility of bringing back a a Christine Rogers? Do you look at the possibility of going outside the box, maybe going finding a um a proven winner, or maybe going to find a a proven coach where um where they've had success or finding an assistant, you know what I mean? Who's a really, really good coach. I mean, like, you know, so I don't, so if you're Clarkson athletic director, Jeff Cozen, you got options. Um, obviously you got some really good options. Um, when you look at the wolves um, situation, how it's unfolded there. Um, so when you look at Clarkston, you know, it's a really good job. I mean, you got a really good community there. I mean, really good school district. Um, you got it's a really big school. Um, so but I'm curious to see how the adjustment will be. Um, and you're gonna be in the red division when you're going up against the likes of West Bloomfield, Groves, Royal Oak. Um, um you look at um I mean like got Southfield Arts and Tech as well. Um so it's gonna be really, really difficult um flooding um whoever gets the job at Clarkson. Like I said, there's going to be an adjustment period as well. I mean, like, 
Do I think that they're going to be a culture shock? I don't know. I mean, like, it depends who the who the right person is for this job. I mean, like, I mean, but I did talk to Jeff Cozen, the athletic director at Clarkston. Um, we did talk about, um, you know, how the program was going to be, you know, how everything was going. I mean, it's going to be any. It's going to be a very difficult search. I mean, I'm curious to see how how the um summer ball is going to look. How the um everything's going to look. I mean, Clarkson's got a good a good team coming back next year, and I think um and I, I know a lot of people know that. I mean, but I'm just curious to see who's going to be the guy there at Clarkson or the girl there at Clarkson. Who's that person going to be? That I'm curious to see where that goes there. Um, let's go to another job opening. Of course, it's at Adams. Um, Shay Lewis, some um, stepped down, um, after our podcast last week, um, heard about that. Um, and this one to me was kind of a, um, what the wire, the wire resignation at Clarkston was a shock to me because, but I also understood why he stepped down and it was because of his work commitments. And I understand that. You know what I mean? I understand that. Um, the work commitments, you know, you know, having a job, you know what I mean? Like it's, 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 it's not easy. You know, it's not easy when you have a job and you're putting the time in for basketball. You know what I mean? It's not, it, it's, 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 it takes, it's a grueling take, especially on your family as well. I mean, like, so I understand, um, I understand, you know, what's going on, but I, I just feel, I'm really happy for um wire, you know what I mean? I wish him the best of luck, you know what I mean? Um but I ho- and I and I think he's going to do well, you know what I mean? He's going to do really really well. Um let's go to the Adams situation. Of course, Adams will have a new coach um, next winter as well. I mean, Shay Lewis stepped down. Um and I knew there were some um sticking points obviously when you look at the Adams situation, of course, this team went to district finals twice, ran to Clarkston. Um, and then last three years, and then of course they lost to Waterford Kettering in the district final as well. But anytime you lose three players, like what Adams is going to lose, and Maddie Dolinga, Elizabeth, I mean like Elizabeth Blaine and um Lauren Petersmark, that's going to be a, that's a huge loss, obviously for Adams. And when you look at the program strength coming up at Adams, it really. The the program strength to me is the um is the one that's a sticking point to me. But when you look at Lewis as well, she also coaches college basketball, coaches at Schoolcraft College. And when you look at the situation there, and Adams, you know, they they I mean, under Lewis, they were fifty seven and thirty nine. There was one year that Lewis missed and Jackie Steinecker coached that team. Um for one season. So when you really look at Adams, I mean, this year they went five and five and one and three in the white district. They were in the conversation for the white champ for the white title, but lost to Stony Creek on a buzzer beater by Milana Sorch. Um, when you look at Adams, I knew there were hints that she would step down. And then when you look at the future of Adams, you know, they do got some players coming back. When you look at Maddie Kessman, you got Anaya Howard, Elizabeth Blaine, and Abby Drainer. So if you're Adams' athletic director, Brian um, Hasler, who came into the program, um, who came in the program, he's going to have his hands full. 
But what helps him here, I know he's got connections to um when he was at Madison High Special Boys. So I'm curious to see where he goes with his new coach. So could Adams go in house? I mean, like that's a that's a question. Um, when you look at the jobs with Adams and Clarkson, I'm gonna compare contrast in a little bit. Um, but when you look at Adams, obviously losing losing a Dalinga, losing a um Peter's mark and losing a Blaine, that that's gonna hurt. That'll certainly hurt Adams um going forward. I mean, like, but I know that their future, I know they got Kesman, they got um Sam Blaine coming back, and they got um Abby Dranick also coming back as well. But I mean, so when you look at Adams, that situation, how that unfolded, um, you know, I knew there were some things behind the scenes. I mean, like I knew that, but Either way, um, Adams, to me, is probably going to be the team that's going to go through a huge culture shock. And when I mean that, you know, it's going to be a whole different direction. I mean, like, look at, I'm going to look at a perfect example is Adams' boys team. You look at the boys program before Jared Thomas got there under Coach Brad Crichton. It was a mess. It was a complete mess. And now you're bringing in, and then you bring in Jared Thomas, you know, a breath, a fresh, a fresh breath of fresh air. You know what I mean. And and look what look what Adams has been. They've been in the district final. Um, they got a very good team coming back next year. Program strength's on the rise there. And could it work in the girls' program at Adams? Maybe. I mean, but what hurt them was Adams did not field the freshman team, and that's really unfortunate because Adams' freshman team you know, was the, you know, if Adam, because Adams, Adams is a big school. We know Adams is a really big school. There's a lot of kids that could come out of Van Heusen, that could come out of West, um, that go to Adams, you know, and play basketball. You know what I mean? So I was shocked that Adams did not have a freshman program this season. I mean, like, and I get it's a COVID year. I get it. But I was really, really shocked that Adams, did not feel the freshman program. I mean, that pretty much, it was, it, to me, it looked very similar to the boys program. You know what I mean? When, um, when, um, you know, when, um, I remember when Brad Crichton had to coach both teams. I remember that. I mean, you know, so it kind of had some similarities. Um, but either way, you know, for Adams, um, next year for them, it's going to be a complete culture shock. So when you look at, when you look at Clarkson and Adams, um, their jobs, I mean, like their um, coaching gigs, I mean, like obviously when you look at Adams, um, you know, you're going to go through a complete, you're going to have to, you might, you're going to have to change the culture at Adams. I mean, because of, um, you know, based on program strength, based on, um, based on talent alone. I mean, so I'm curious to see, Who's going to get the job there at Adams? So I'm curious to see that. Um, at Clarkston, I, I don't think you have to change the culture there. I just don't. I mean, like, I'm just, I'm curious to see where that job goes. I mean, like, who is going to be the guy or the girl that gets that job at Clarkston? I mean, I mean, like, Christine Rogers, before John Wire came in and did a wonderful job there. Um, John Wire did a phenomenal job at Clarkston. Um, you know, basically, like, getting him to that next level. Um, you know, 
he was a very good coach at Clarkson. Same thing with Shay Lewis at Adams. I mean, she did a really good job um, getting that program there at Adams, um, getting them to be where they're at. So when you look at the jobs that um, both these two coaches have done, I mean, like, it was a phenomenal, phenomenal job um, both of them did. Um, so I'm curious to see who the new coaches will be. Will both teams go in-house um, or will – both teams have to go outside the box. I think more and more likely on both cases that they're going to have to go outside the box. And I think it's going to be, it'll be really interesting to see who gets the job um, at Adams and, and Clarkson. It'd be really interesting to see who gets their jobs. I mean, like gets the jobs. I mean, like, so we'll see what happens. I mean, obviously um, we'll see what happens going forward. Um, But this is a situation we're going to be keeping a cl very close eye on is the um, jobs at Adams and also at Clarkston. Um, so we're going to see what happens going forward. Um, let's look at um, let's look at the spring sports now. Um, obviously, we've had a lot of spring sports to talk about. Um, some teams that have really got my attention. Um, Groves is a team that's really got my attention a little bit in baseball. I mean, like, they're off to an 11-1 start. Um, they're playing really good baseball. Um, West Bluefield is another team that I've been really high on um, as well. I mean, Stony Creek is probably the team that I think the most interesting is Stony Creek because when you look at the Cougars, um, they're, they got, I read the, I read the recent state, um, state, I mean like the recent MHA rankings and they checked in at number 15 this week in the state rankings. So when you look at Add up. So when you look at um Stony Creek, I mean, like I didn't think that they would be ranked that high. I mean, like I, I mean Stony Creek's off to a really good start. Um, Lake Orion's off to a good start. Um, as well, I think the Dragons have been rolling lately. Also, Oxford. Um, Oxford, despite their non-conference schedule, um, I when you look at Oxford, I mean, like if they can, I, I know. The schedule is going to get tough when they go in the late April and the early May. Um, once the postseason starts, of course, that's going to be really interesting to say the least. Um, so when you really look at it, I just think that the um, I really think that Oxford's, you know, Oxford Lake Orion, they're going to be fine. I think both teams are going to be fine heading in the postseason. Um, Adams, I think, are, is going to be okay with Parker Picot. Um, he's had a really good year for Adams thus far. Um, so that's going to be very interesting to see what happens there on that department. Um, and then you look at North Farmington, of course, a big player coming back for them is Ryan Shelby. Um, he was on a 14-day quarantine. Um, so when you look at when you look at North Farmington, I think they're going to start taking off. I really, I I expect the Raiders to be a team that could very well take off. And um, so when I look at my top five. This week in the poll, of course, I do my updates. Um, I did an update early this morning. Um, of course, we're filming on Mondays. Um, so I updated my rankings. I said West Bloomfield is still my top team. Um, Stony Creek's my number two ranked team, of course. Um, and then North Farmington's my third ranked team. Lake Orion's my fourth ranked team. Oxford's my fifth ranked team. Um, and Groves tied with Oxford and Groves um, in the baseball ranks. So that's my thoughts on the. Um, on baseball right now, but I'm curious to see how the division races are going to break out. Um, 
how the red's going to play out, um, the white, the blue, and the gold. Um, curious to see how it's going to go. I mean, so we'll see what happens going forward there. Um, let's go to the world of softball. And softball, to me, this has been probably the hardest season to figure out. I mean, you look at one, one day Clarkson's playing well, and then they struggle. And then one day Lake Orion's playing well, they're struggling. And then you look at Stony Creek, they're playing well, then one day they're struggling. I mean, it's really, really crazy. I mean, you look at softball, I mean, like, it's, you know, there's really no clear-cut favorite in softball in the OAA right now. I mean, like, I thought it would be Clarkson one week. I thought it would be Stony Creek. Then I thought it would be Lake Orion. And then I thought it would be Bloomfield Hills. I mean, like, then one week I thought it would be Groves. I thought it would be Seaholm. I mean, obviously. Um, but when I look at teams um, right now who I think have been playing really well, Bloomfield Hills is one of those teams um, that I'm keeping a close eye on. This is a very young team that they have there. Um, they're, they're playing at a high expectation level. Um, they just knocked off a very good Groves team the other day. Um, so that's a team I'm keeping a close eye on is Bloomfield Hills. I mean, the way they've been playing, um, you know, Clarkson's another team. I mean, obviously when you look at a course, you know, that was the team I really felt that was most impacted by COVID was Clarkson because they had a really good team coming back. I mean, a lot of experience and then like that last year, you know, I mean, the whole, with the whole season being wiped out, I mean, Clarkson's a team that I think, you know, was the team that got ripped off the most. And I felt real bad for their class of 2020. So when you look at Clarkson, obviously um, this team really has, um, you know, they're young, you know, it's going to take an adjustment period for them. I know Kira Tomey's a good player. I think the younger Katie's on that team at Clarkson. Um, but, and then you look at Stony Creek, obviously, you know, they've been starting to roll as of late. I mean, like Adams, I know what France Wojcic has done over there. Um, he's the, he's also a longtime girls basketball coach at Adams as well. So, you know, so, um, but for Adams really, um, for Adams, um, the softball team's been playing on and off. I mean, like Elizabeth Blaine is on that team, obviously. I mean, like, so that's very interesting to see what happens there with Adams. So. So that is a team that I'm keeping a close eye on. And then Ferndale. Ferndale's another one because Ferndale down there, um, you know, they've been playing good softball. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if they're favored in their district, even though I think they went up to Division One for the um, postseason. Um, so I'm curious to see what happens there. So, But Ferndale's another team I'm watching very carefully as well. So we'll see what happens there in the softball ranks. Um, Let's go to um, track and field. Of course, this one here is really interesting. Um, of course, we had the Oxford Invitational this weekend. We had the, um, we had the Milford relays this past weekend. Um, those are the two relays I really want to recap. You know what I mean? When you look at the um, teams that were there. Um, I got to give Ben Haas a lot of credit at Clarkston. Um, he broke the um, Invitational record. He threw a 55 feet. 55 feet um that and i looked at his form and everything and it was really good i mean it was really really good so 
When I look at um Ben Haas, I mean at Clarkson, I mean like I gotta give him big time props. He he broke the record there at Milford. I've uh, got to give him big big time props there. Um, there were a lot of several teams that were there. Um, um, I gotta give um, you know when you look at the teams there. Um, Rochester was there. I know Clarkson was there. West Bloomfield was there. Um, those are the teams I I I do remember that were there. Um, and then of course the Oxford Invitational. Obviously, you had Oxford, Lake Orion, Bloomfield Hills, Farmington, um, and Avondale. All of them were there. Um, of course, the boys was won by Lake Orion. Um, the girls was won by Oxford. Um, when you look at how the division races are going to play out, and when you look at the gold right now, I still think the gold. Right now is Oak Park's to lose. Um, the way that they've been playing. Um, now they haven't had a meet yet, so I'll be curious to see what happens with Oak Park. But you know how talented they are. We all know how talented they are. And both their boys and girls programs. I mean I mean, they have a machine down there at Oak Park's. And I'm curious to see what happens there. Um, the blues probably gonna be I'm gonna really enjoy this division and the people and the reason why I say this is because you got some really good teams down there. You got Farmington, you got Groves, Seaholm, West Bloomfield. I mean, this is a really, really good division. When you look at Farmington, I mean Farmington, I saw them Saturday. Um, you know, I, I thought they they had a nice showing on that Oxford. They had a really good showing. Um I really think that, um, but I really think, you know, with Farmington, of course, the play of their thrower, I mean, like the throwers, um, Val Pallet is the real deal. I mean, she threw 41 um, at Oxford. Um, but, you know, it'd be interesting to see um, how they do in the regionals or in the league meets. So when you look at Farmington, this is a team that I think could, could win this division, obviously, not only in the dual meet schedule, but also in the um but also in the um in the um regular in the um regionals as well. So when you look at Farmington, that is a really good team there. And Groves is another one. I mean Groves is the way that Groves has been playing, um I really like how they've been playing. I mean like um when you look at the Falcons, I mean like they got balance. I mean like especially in the boys, I mean Farmington boys has been, I'm sorry, Groves boys have been playing really well. Um, and then, of course, you look at Seaholm. Um, the girls, obviously, obviously with Audrey DiMaggio, I mean, like, um, she's been she's been running lights out for Seaholm. Um, so I'm curious to see what happens going forward there. Um, and then you look at, of course, North Farmington's a team that, you know, they could do some damage. I mean, like, but, and then you have West Bloomfield, West Bloomfield. We know they have athletes, obviously. So when you look at the Lakers, um, we know what they have. So that blue division in the um, OAA this year in track and field, especially in the boys, is really, really, really tough. So, so when you look at so when you look at it here, it's it's really interesting to see what happens there in that division. Um, and the white division, obviously, um, you got Stony Creek, Bloomfield Hills, Troy, um, Troy Athens. Um, Avondale and Pontiac, and I think Pontiac's in that division. It's either Pontiac's either in the 
gold or they're in the white. So when you look at Pawnee, I mean, when you look at them, and Bloomfield Hills, I was impressed with some of the runners. I mean, like they had some really good runners. Um, they had, I mean, their relays are not bad. I mean, like you know, when you look at it. Um, but I still think in the girls' side of things, the best team in that division is Troy. Um, I just think the Colts a little bit more balanced. Um, I mean, like I just think Troy's been playing really well there. And then you know, and then and then on the boys' side of things, you know. I looked at Bloomfield Hills, you know, they, they had some good runners as well. I mean, like they had some good runners at Oxford. Um, they had some good, um, you know, and then of course, West Bloomfield, I thought they looked really good at Milford. Um, now that, at, now at a Milford, it was a boy girl invite, you know what I mean? So basically like it was basically the guys and the girls were running together, you know what I mean? Whereas, um, whereas it's a different type of points, this different type of system, how that was ran out at Milford compared to the Oxford Invitational, you know what I mean, where it was ran basically on an Invitational format. Um, so when you look at, and then, of course, there's that red division. You got, you still got, you know, I thought, I still think, in my opinion, Adams is the team to beat in that division. I just think Adams, and it's both boys and girls. And when you look at Adams under Coach Eric Lohr, um, they got their big wins against Lake Gore and Clarkston. Um, so, and then, um, when you look at Adams, I mean, you know, they're balanced. They got balance on them. Sprints, distance, field events, you name it, they got balance. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Adams is in that conversation to win the regional. It, it would not surprise me if they're in that conversation. I mean, that's how good Adams is this year. So when you look at Adams, I mean, obviously, this team, the way that they're playing, I mean, like, they're playing lights out right now. And Adams is a team that, I, they're going to be dangerous. I mean, this is a really dangerous team when you look at Adams. Um, I just think that, um, you know, but then you got to look at Lake Orion, obviously, with them. I mean, the Dragons are a team that, um, I mean, like, they, they've really, they've started to put things together, particularly in the field events. Um they're um they're starting to put things together, especially in the sprints as well. Um, this is still a young group, so when you look at Lake Orion, I mean, like um, you know, they're starting to get it. You know, what I mean, they're starting to turn things around a little bit. The Adams lost kind of a wake up call for them in the boys. The girls, you know, they had a good finish at Oxford. They took second. Um, of course, everything starts with Soapy Novak. Um, for the Dragons, I mean, everything really does. Um. But they've gotten some runners. I mean, like, they've gotten some. Um, but I'm curious to see what happens with this Lake Orion girls team. Um, Oxford's probably the girls team I was really impressed with. Um, they got sprints. They got distance. Um, the throws, of course, will be led, of course, by Ariana Hubbard. Um, I mean, like, she's been, um, she's been around a consistent 32, 33. Um, so I'm curious to see what happens um, with Oxford if they're going to have a... Um, I think the problem is in the field events with Oxford is they got to develop a supporting cast, particularly in the throws for Hubbard and the girls' side of things. Um, and then you look at, um, and then you look at obviously, um, you know, and and then you got to look at obviously they got they got enough depth. I mean, like to um, do some damage. And I also think what helps is pole vault scoring too. You know, the pole vault scoring, um, they do count um, in the league play. They don't count pole vault. 
But in um regionals or um I think in the league meet they do count Povo. I'm not sure. I gotta figure I gotta talk to my um co host Ian Ian Locke on that. Um if they do count Povo. Um but especially, you know, when you look at teams like um, you know, the pole vault powers, you know, obviously Lake Orion Oxford are definitely pole vault powers. Um so I'm curious to see what happens there, but and then of course Rochester, the way they played at um Milford, they looked all right. I mean, like, um, we'll see what they have going forward. Um, and then of course some um, Oxford's boys, they were second place in the invitational at, at Oxford behind Lake Orion. And um, you know, they're get they're getting better. I mean, Oxford's a team that's getting better. Um, it's gonna take a little bit for them to um it would it's gonna take a little bit for them, you know with the adjustments, but it's everybody, everything in track and field, you know what I mean? It's going to take a little bit, you know what I mean? Especially when you, when you miss a year like, like that, especially with the COVID situation, how this unfolded. Um, so those are my early, those are my thoughts right now on track and field on both boys and girls. Um, let's go to lacrosse. Um, I mean, obviously, um, my top five teams in both boys and girls, um, Oak Park's my top team in the boys, Adams, number two, Lake Ori number three, Farmington number four, Clarkson number five. Um, in the girls' side, I got Oak Park my number one, Seahome number two, Adams number three, Troy number four, and Oxford number five. Let's go to girls' soccer. Um, Stony Creek and Adams, Stony Creek, Adams, and Rochester, they've been playing really well. Um, Athens has been up and down, so has been Troy. Um, but Lake Orient's been a team that's really been a surprise. I mean, like the Dragons, a lot of experience. Um, of course, you have Casey Lauer, Bridget Finneran. Um, they've got others as well um, that can fill that role for Coach Chris Cortez. Big win against Oxford for them last week, so that was a um, huge win for them over Oxford in the snow. Um, Mackenzie Metner has been carrying Oxford most of the season long, so so for if you're Lake Orient, um, that's a huge win to get on Oxford. Um, you know, and I think right now, if I had to put anybody in that white race right now, I'd say Lake Orion right now would have an edge in that race right now in the white division. Um, my top five teams, um, really not much to change on. Um, Stony Creek's still my top team. Um, Rochester's my number two team. Adams is my third ranked team. Um, Lake Orion number four, Oxford number five. Um, let's go to lacrosse. Um, you know, when you look at lacrosse, obviously, um, some of these teams are starting to struggle a little bit. Lake Orion's been struggling a little bit. Um, they played a very good Orchard Lake St. Mary's team. So might as well give them a pass, but but they've been up and down a little bit. You know, that's a little bit of a concern. Um, not sure if Cade Mantle's back or not yet for the Dragons, but be curious to see. That's a team I'm keeping a close eye on. Birmingham United had a really tough loss the other night. Um but still, when I look at Birmingham United, they're my top team right now. Um, and then you look at Clarkson, the way they've been playing. Um, then Blue Bay Hills is really starting to get better. And then, of course, Adams. Um, so my top five in boys lacrosse, Birmingham United, Lake Orion, Clarkson, Blue Bay Hills, and Adams. Really no changes to the um, ranks in that one. Um, girls lacrosse... Um, my top team still Birmingham United, um, the way they've been playing. Um, Bloomfield Hills, you know, they've been dominant as well. I mean, those are your two top 
those are your two top teams right now in girls lacrosse. Um, Clarkson's my number three team right now. Athens, my number four. And then Lake Orion's my number five. So when you really look at the top teams right now in this league, um, you know, still Birmingham United and um, Olympia Hills, it's their, it's, it's their, um, it's theirs to lose. So when you really look at those two teams, that those are going to be really the teams that are you're keeping a really good eye on, close eye on. Obviously, um, you got to look at it from that perspective. Um, and then you look at, of course, I think you know, in the boys' side of things, you know, you got to look at the play of Clarkston. Um, they're starting to turn around a little bit. I mean, like. I mean, Oakland County, and then another team I didn't mention here was Adams. I mean, Adams is a team that will be watched, has to be watching boys lacrosse as well. I mean, like, so when you really look at boys lacrosse, obviously that's the thing you got to keep an eye on. And then the girls' side of things, until you until you knock off Birmingham United or Bloomfield Hills, you know, those are those are the two teams for sure that are your two top teams in um boy in um boys lacrosse. Um. Let's go to tennis. I mean, like obviously I didn't I didn't put my top five in there for tennis. Um, you know, I like to play a Blue Bay Hills. They've been playing pretty well lately. Um, Clarkston, we know what they have. Seaholm, we know what they have. Um so I'm curious to see how tennis is going to look, you know, especially when the postseason begins. I think they're the first um postseason tournament to begin. So I'm curious to see where that goes. So That'll be very interesting to see what happens there. But I still think Clarkson's going to be a very tough team to beat. Adams is another one to look at as well. Um, I mean, like, so I'm curious to see how how they're being played out right now. And then, of course, um, Water Polo, they started, I believe, their district tournament this week. I'm not sure what's been going on around the ranks of Water Polo World. So it is what it is, but we'll see what happens. Um, and then, and then let's go to golf. Um, obviously, of course, I've really been impressed with the play of Bloomfield Hills and Rochester Adams. I mean, they've been playing really good golf. I mean, like that's something that to keep an eye on for sure. Heading into the, um, regionals is the, um, how, um, but, um, but until you beat, but you got to look at obviously Lake Orion still the team to beat. I mean, they were state champions back in 2019. Um, so I'm curious to see what the Dragons have um, to go along with um, the play of Bloomfield Hills and um, Adams. Those are your, I think, the two top teams in golf right now. But then Clarkston's another one. I think Clarkston is another team to keep an eye on for sure um, going forward. Um, when you look at the um, when you look at the golf ranks, so you know. So my thoughts on the past week. I mean, really. You know, I'm curious to see how everything goes. You know, we're right now, we're in the middle of spring sports, which is really good. I mean, at least everybody's um going at it healthy. You know what I mean? Like, um, we're just, we're holding our own here. I mean, like, and um, we'll see what happens going forward. Um, Obviously, when you look at some of the teams that I was really impressed with at the um, Oxford Invitational this past weekend, I mean, like, you know, Oxford girls, Crack obviously has been really impressive. Um, I was really impressed with them. Um, I mean, but I was down in the throws area, and of course, um, Byron's got this really good thrower. Um, 
and the name just doesn't go on the tip of my thumb, but she threw an incredible 47-9. I mean, the girl from Byron, um, um, I know her first name was Sarah, um, so, um, but um, she threw an incredible 47-9, and that, to me, is her forms down, everything. I mean, like, what do you say? I mean, obviously, what do you say? I mean, and then you look at, um, of course, Val Pallet at Farmington had a really nice day as well through that 41. She's going to be a key player for Farmington going forward um, if they want to make, they want to do well, especially in that regional um you know, so, and Farmington's got one of the best throws teams in the um, entire state. I mean, well-coached, well-disciplined. Um, you know, so I really like where Farmington's at. Um, Lake Orion's, Lake Orion's a young girls team, but boys team is pretty good. Um, and then, um, and then you look at Oxford, of course, we mentioned earlier with Hubbard, obviously. Um, question is, can she get the help? That's the big question for Oxford. Their boys' team has really gotten better. Um, they rely a lot on each other. Um, it, Oxford and Lake Orion are pretty much the same when you look at both teams, obviously. Um, I mean, they're you don't really have that true stud, but you have but you have like a true one, two, three, and that says a lot, obviously, when you have that type of that type of talent there. Um, and then of course you look at them. Um, a team like Clarkston, we know how good the girls are, their distance are. Um, and then, of course, you have the, um, and then the throws, you got Ben Haas and the boys. Um, their jumps are pretty good. I mean, they're balanced. I mean, so, so when you look at Clarkston, I mean, they're a very solid team. Uh, they were at Milford this weekend. Also, Rochester was there as well. And they look all right. You know, Rochester, lo Rochester looks good. Um, West Bloomfield was also there. They looked <laughs> pretty good as well so when you look at OA track and field um you know the teams to beat I mean like there's a lot of good talent out there you know I'm just to be honest with you, I'm really really glad that spring sports is back um back with the um it's back you know what I mean like um and you know let's let's keep it this way I mean like like I said to everyone you know just got to mask up, you know what I mean, and um, stay safe. I mean, obviously, that's the bottom line when you really look at the situation, how it's unfolded um, surrounding the ranks of tracks. Um, <laughs> we've covered, of course, this week here, we talked about the um, West Bloomfield. I mean, we talked about the higher at Pontiac, obviously, with Ken Wade. Um, so that one's going to – I'm curious to see how that's going to go over there at Pontiac. Um with the higher weight, I mean, like I mentioned earlier in the pod, I said um, they got two they got two directions for Pontiac. It's either start over or go up or um go into maximum overdrive, and I think that's a big question for Pontiac. Um, and then you look at, of course, the wire. We're keeping an eye on the girls' basketball coaching situations at Adams and um Clarkston. So those are the the um two big ones here to keep an eye on really, really carefully. Um. And then, of course, you know, we got a lot of spring sports going around. Um, of course, obviously, baseball, softball, track and field, tennis, um, lacrosse. Um, and then, of course, um, and then, of course, the, um, you got um, golf as well. I mean, like, and um, soccer as well. So 
those are my thoughts for the week here. Um, before I let everybody go, um, I want to make sure everybody um stay safe, mask up, be all right going forward. Um, we'll see what happens going forward this week. Okay, now everybody, I'm gonna sign it off here. Um, this week on the pod here, um, we got a lot to keep an eye on. Obviously, um, going forward here, um, we're gonna look at league meet possibilities in the next few weeks. Um. We'll see what happens going forward. Um, okay, now everybody, I'm going to take sign off here. Um, take care, everybody. And I'm see you all next week, everybody. Take care. See you later. God bless.